My name is Shannon Beer. I am a nutrition coach and educator interested in the consilience of knowledge across disciplines, including science, psychology, philosophy, art, and literature. The goal of this podcast is to bridge those disciplines and explore different perspectives in order to gain a greater understanding of myself, others, and the world around us. Enjoy the show. Today I am joined by Siobhan, who is a fellow white belt uh, <laughs> over oh, here in, in, in Bali. We've been training together in Bali MMA, having some fun, doing some roles. I love it. <laughs> and today we wanted to discuss, I mean, we, we started chatting and we feel like we have some very similar views on, I guess, like health, fitness, body image, and then also how we feel about promoting fat loss. Um, so we're going to have a discussion on that today, but I thought I would start by letting Siobhan introduce herself. Yeah, because I don't know what I do. Um, yeah, I'm a personal trainer, moved into online coaching before it was cool, before everyone was doing it this year. I mean, I, I did it um, back in 2017. I think I went fully online. Um, and I think, you know, I went through the whole journey myself, doing bikini competition, getting as lean as, pos- as I possibly can. And then coming back from that, learning that my, like learning from my journey, how to help other women who've gone through serious, similar struggles. And yeah, I've kind of just built my online coaching program, which is called a fitness furnace. Um, it's going really well. It's something that, you know, again, so we can talk about like dilemmas I have and moral stuff to go through um, but at the moment it's going really well and I feel like I'm helping other people so it's good I'm, I'm happy how it is um, but that's pretty much what I do and I travel <laughs> and now oh yeah now I do jujitsu. <laughs> nice nice and what do you help people with with the OHS like ideally it's always like people like me and like my whole I think my ethos of life is that I just want to help people to be less frustrated with stuff mm-hmm. and have more knowledge and so it's it, you know originally I wanted to have you know give everyone the body transformation they wanted when really the, like I aim it at people who maybe are trying to lose weight or putting in effort and not seeing the results and um, that they feel like they deserve and it's like okay well let's show you it's actually quite simple you know a lot of you might be trying crazy diets or you might be doing too restrictive and everything and um, I'm like it's actually quite simple so my program kind of very simply has them on you know slight calorie deficit so it's sustainable you know all the right things and they a lot of people find it groundbreaking because I don't know if it's just my audience like obviously people I follow like people like yourself you know that I'm like everyone is is doing the right thing it feels like yes I'm going through hundreds of questionnaires and everyone's been absolutely restricted they're they have been counting calories and they don't think counting calories works because they've obviously been on too little or too many um or just just not having an awareness of what they're actually having and so that's I just deliver like a 12-week program it, it's more nearly educational than anything else um and they check in with myself or one of my coaches and at the end of the 12 weeks it's funny because I'll be well I might check their measurements first before I look at what they're going to say about it and I'm like oh god they didn't really have any changes and then I'll see their feedback and it's like oh my god best thing I ever did groundbreaking stuff and I'm like it's really not like it's so simple but it's improved their relationship with their body. And I think that's what that's what I want for them rather than you know, they come in thinking they want something. And then it's, it's, it's the hard thing is trying to get them to trust the process enough to realize that it's, that it's not what they need. That's exactly it, isn't it? And I think, as you say, this kind of comes to that 
moral dilemma that you know from your past experience with bikini competitions is that changing your body doesn't necessarily like change how you feel or not how you think it, you know it doesn't yeah. make you think feel the way you think it will and with these transformations you notice that sometimes there's not a lot of physical change but the change that's going on internally is huge and that just goes to show that there's so much more to it than just like looking a certain way like it's more about how you feel about yourself and I guess like the lifestyle that you're living as you say helping people to simplify that can be groundbreaking when someone feels like they've been spinning their wheels for a long time and not getting the results that they feel like they deserve so when it comes to like your own transformation you know, your own journey what are some like the lessons that you've learned yeah because when I decided like someone you know, I was just miserable in my life worked in corporate the usual you know now living the dream um, but when I like I always loved training growing up then someone suggested I then I hated my job and someone suggested me being a personal trainer and I just thought that was crazy because for me you know a personal trainer looked a certain way and I was one of those people I was the exact person who was going to the gym a lot had no idea about nutrition, was trying to be healthy all the time and getting no results. So when I decided to start the personal training course, I then was like, right, I need to get my act together. And it gave me a new why to change my body. So I started like, I started my Instagram because I was like, let's share my journey here. And that can be where I'll advertise my services when I'm qualified. And because I was so determined, I ended up, you know, getting in, looking like a personal trainer, with air quotes um and that journey I, I felt amazing because I had like purpose and everything behind it and I was doing a flexible look I was counting calories I was I was probably not really going out as much because I was just studying and really determined so I felt amazing and I was like it's so easy because I was just doing weight training I was doing no cardio really and I managed to get like abs and everyone was following me online going how did you do this and you know I had a great demand for services and I was like guys great news you don't have to do cardio because I hated cardio I was like great news you can actually eat nice, nice things and lift heavy and get lean like I couldn't believe it and I just wanted to share that message and I did and I you know I kind of like I think back of what I knew then it was hardly anything but that was kind of what I went into personal training with then I was kind of lost myself and I was like, now what? Like, I'm kind of happy with my body. I had been working in a gym that was all bodybuilders. And I had always thought I wouldn't compete because I had seen, like, the girls coming in on 800 calories, zombies, doing three hours of training a day. I was like, that is not for me. I was like, why would I even do that? Then a friend of mine who's a really highly educated nutrition, everything, um, had randomly decided to do it while she was traveling and decided to prep. And we didn't tell anyone. She actually just got on stage. We were all, what? And I looked at her life and I was like, yeah, like, to be honest, I know I could keep, you know, I kind of thought I could keep getting leaner if I wanted to. I was like, maybe, and my business was going really well. I was like, maybe I just need something. And I was like, and I got, I asked her if she'd think, thought it'd be possible for me. And she's like, yeah, you've got a lot of muscle, discipline, no stress, you know, you could try. We said, you know, like diet until Christmas and then see, you know, 16 weeks out if it would be feasible. And again, put my mind to something. I was like, okay, let's do it. And I said, but I'm not going to do it unless if it sacrifices my health and happiness. And I had a really good prep. Like she was an amazing coach, like really health focused. Um, now I did lose my period about two months out but I was extremely mean, and but I had really enjoyed myself. Like I was in Portugal, I was traveling, I was not feeling restricted. I was like, this is easy. 
But then the truck, then I got on stage, did really well. Um, and then that's when the trouble started. Like that's when I felt immediately like the next day being like, okay, no, look, because I got so much praise online. So many people were following this journey. And I always said like, oh, this isn't sustainable. Like don't follow me. But you know, the praise I was getting, the transformation pictures I was putting up myself, gathering such steam. So then when I started even just getting bloated from putting back on, you know, drinking water again, you know, I didn't think I'd struggle because I hadn't been too restricted. But then, yeah, I just was like, oh, no, I can't go to the gym in case anyone sees me because I felt like I was huge all of a sudden. And I was tiny. Um, and that, so then, you know, like my coach was like, okay, you have to increase your calories. And I'm like, oh, no, no, because I actually ate loads after the show. So maybe we'll just bring them back up next week. But then that whole next week, because I had no determination or no point in dieting, and obviously my body was crying out for food, I found myself binging and I was just angry at myself. You know, I, I just, I kind of didn't mention, I might say something like, oh God, and you know, I know it's last night. And, or and then I'd try to be restrictive again because I was doing the numbers in my head. I was like, no, I'm not sure having 5,000 calories, you know, over the weekend. So there's no point in increasing my calories when I don't want to get any bigger. And it was this battle. And then I, I, I only looking back, I realized how dark it was. Like I was, you know, people were congratulating me with, um, jars of Nutella because I used to always say how much I love Nutella and I was I was eating them one go and I, hating myself like I'm nearly being upset while eating it yet couldn't stop and I didn't actually see I, I didn't see an issue at the time I was just like that's because I'm I like Nutella and I have no self-control like blaming myself and then oh god I, I, I say it was six months of that kind of beating myself up not like feeling like I looked really fat and it's I tried to show I like I didn't hide myself online like I'd show pictures I'm looking back at my captions you know it was all like getting used to this bigger body and all this and I was tiny um so I just uh okay. um so yeah then at about six months later I, I kind of thought I had to compete again so this is the only thing that will motivate me it's, like it's the only thing that will motivate me to get back down to a body that I like and um hey um then so then i went on a trip to thailand and i started going to southeast asia just changed my perception of everything i said why do i care so much about what i look like and there was just so many people i met for the first time who weren't judging me on you know they weren't looking at my um like they didn't know me from my body that was before that I thought everyone would give me so much praise for. Um, and when I went to Thailand, I kind of then decided, I was like, why aren't I even competing? Like I actually then started CrossFit and that was a, an eye-opener. Like I was like this fitness person and could not do a burpee, couldn't run the length of myself. Like I was strong, um, but I could not do burpees between deadlifts. Um, so that just gave me a new purpose for my training. Um, I stopped tracking. I started give myself the freedom. I just think I got sick. I got sick of hating myself. And I just was like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to stop trying. And that helped me start trusting myself. Like obviously my body naturally isn't going, when you, you know, give yourself the freedom, you're not naturally going to eat jars of Nutella every day. You know, like I was eating because I was thinking more like, oh, we've got deadlifts today. I want to make sure I, I win that. You know, like I want to make sure that I'm fueled for it. And, you know, afterwards, I'm like, I'm not even hungry yet. And I'm hungry. You know, like just not looking at numbers like actually learning to trust myself and yeah it took about six months of that and then all of a sudden you know people maybe started mentioning going, oh you're in great shape or I actually remember a guy I've been seeing was like oh you've lost weight again and I was like oh. and then I was like oh god I have I hadn't actually tried and it was obviously just learning to trust my body 
and having a different focus at my training like I wasn't going into the gym like that was something after the show really struggling with was training for hypertrophy when I was like I felt like I'd completed it you know like I was like I, I hit that goal what's next um, so this was that was a crazy journey and then over the next I think two years after that so like that competition was in 2017 and yeah, up until 2019 I got just so comfortable with my body and I think that showed online um, it is something difficult though because when you're using Instagram mainly as your source of you know showing your coaching ability like I was very aware that the amount of interaction I was getting was inversely proportional to the sales no directly proportional so like yeah but so as my body fat increased sales would come down and like so that was something I was like oh do I should I get a bit leaner for the sake of my business you know because people gen- like as much as we don't want it to be true but people are you know drawn to lean sexy bodies online um and as much as I even and because I well, I didn't share a lot of um client transformations I was kind of like this normal looking girl going, I could get you the body of your dreams. And it was a difficult time. And um, so that's my story. <laughs> get a word in. <laughs> well, it's really interesting how your experience throughout prep like, was enjoyable, you know, mm-hmm. liked the challenge and you had a good like, purpose and intention behind it. And really it was what happened after that kind of impacted the way that you felt about yourself. And you mentioned that you had a number of compliments from different people like congratulating you on how you looked. And I've actually, this is something that I've spoken about um, online before, is that there's a phenomenon known as complimentary weightism. So it's when people compliment you on your appearance, what can happen is that we learn to associate how we look. Okay, it's important for me to look good then, Mm -hmm. because clearly people like it when I look Mm -hmm. good. That makes me feel good when I get a compliment. Now I'm putting pressure on myself to look good. Mm -hmm. And obviously when you've got a very lean physique, and you've just competed. So well, that physique probably isn't supposed to be sustainable, you know, but now everyone has kind of identified you as being that lean person. And again, when they compliment you, you kind of learn, oh shit, now I need to look this way. Yeah, that's a big thing I talk about a lot now is like, you know, complimenting behaviors, not results, because you don't know what someone's going through. You know, someone would be sick. You know, like you had lost weight recently because yeah. you were violently ill. Yeah, no one wants to be doing that. Yeah. And, <laughs> It's funny because last year I left Bali. I had done a couple of months traveling and literally living my best life like in South Africa, Christmas, everything. Put on a bit of weight. And so the, by the time I came back to here in Bali in uh, February, I had some, well, I didn't have weight to lose, but just because I had been like out of my comfort, you know, out of my normal routine. But I wasn't stressed about it at all. I just was like back to my routine of training and eating well here. And um, then I went back to Dublin when the pandemic hit and I had no gym um but I had no car I had no moped and I was walking a lot and uh, I was getting meal prep sent to me I was and again I wasn't trying too hard but I, I kind of just started consistently tracking or roughly tracking my calories and just because I was working with a coach with Brian I think it was Brian at the time and um I started losing I was, so all of a sudden I, I lost a lot of weight not even all of a sudden I didn't really notice it but everyone kept saying to me oh Dublin suits you oh lockdown suits you and I'm like no no once I go back to traveling I'm gonna put back on weight and I was like so please don't think that this is what I want to look like or like yeah I felt great but I was like this is not my normal life like I haven't had fun in ages and like I'm all about having fun so you know like, it's funny how people were complimenting I was like thank you please don't keep praising me for this because I don't want to I don't know what I've done it before I don't want to internalize it that this is the best me 
Um, but like, how do you, you know, so that's kind of something I talk about. It's like, you know, even I have to make such an effort. Like I'm the person who used to, you know, see a girl looking lean on man and I'm like straight away flames. Oh my God, girl, you look unreal. I'm like, I've, I've had to tie that back or, you know, I don't know, just say something a bit more, not about their appearance. But the sad thing is like that's what Instagram's about. And I'm, I'm kind of really realistic about that, like in terms of finding the right balance between marketing myself and trying to give people good values as well. It's not easy and I'm, I don't always get it right, but I'm, I'm trying, you know. It's, yeah, I think that's such an important point because Instagram is like a photo sharing app. So it lends itself well to like, well, what am I gonna share? Or a picture of me? Mm. And then obviously if you're training in Bali, like half the time you're half naked, it's yeah. hot here. Like, yeah. you know, there's kind of no getting around it. And I, that's actually a dilemma that I've been like having recently is because yeah, like I'm very aware that I do have a lean physique and that's not necessarily something that's going to be sustainable even for me for like ever again like you mentioned it's your lifestyle like I don't get I don't drive here so I yeah. walk everywhere so clearly you know there's no food in the fridge because I order out all the time yeah. like I don't even think about food because I'm busy like it's it's so easy but it's not intentional it's just a, a result and again training here like you get comments all the time oh you're so lean oh abs or oh, whatever and you have to make that effort not to internalize it, you know, to have that. I just let those comments go over my head. Mm. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then move on, you know. Yeah. And then when someone says something like a client, he's like, oh, you've changed the way that I view myself. Like, you know, you've made such an impact on my life. I'm like, cool. That's what I'm going to listen to. And that's nice, you know. So it's like picking and choosing how much weight you place on things. Yeah. And I think that comes down to the way you view other people as well. Like, mm. I don't look at people as bodies. Like, mm. I really don't care. So I'm like listening to what the person has to say and, you know, picking up on their like character traits. I'm like, that's a cool person. That's who I want to spend time with. Like, I couldn't care less what people look like. And yeah. I think when you change your outlook on other people, that helps you to then filter through those compliments that you're bound to get from time to time. Yeah. But then you do run across that issue of putting yourself out there online. So I um, made a body image like webinar series. Yeah. And a picture of me was on the front. And it's a picture of me just like, behind a barbell like resting my arms across the barbell and you can see my stomach and there's a bit of definition I just like this picture that was taken like a couple of years ago I don't even think I looked that impressed. like to me I'm like that's just like you look all right like it's fine like, that'll do kind of thing um but we I sent an email out and it's aimed more so at coaches like to help teach their clients about body image and how to improve their body image um but it was sent to an email list that clearly this person someone responded to the email and they were like that is not a helpful um, way to promote your product. You know, why are you using skinny models? And I'm like, oh, like, I'm not a model that's literally just a picture of me. But yeah. like, I didn't view it that way. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, shit, like her feelings are really valid. It's like, what mm. am I supposed to do then? Like to promote, am I, should I just put a picture of my face? Like, you know, what Such do I do? Such a dilemma, but especially online. Cause I, like I grew my following basically showing my own transformation. Um, and, you know, I got all the, you know, people were like, oh, this inspired me, blah, blah, blah. And it was actually when I read, um, what was the book, Laura Thomas's book, uh, Just Eat It. Yeah. That changed everything for me. I loved it and hated it at the same time because I felt so attacked. And, it, you know, it was something I had been thinking about because I read it, like, you know, after all of my transformation, when I stopped caring about my body. And, but it's really, really anti-diet. And I could not get on board with the whole thing. I was like, yeah, there's some really valid points in it. But to the point where this is sometimes I read a book and I take it as gospel. And I was really shutting down my business. But then I had to look, I was like, I'm, I'm a part of the problem. I'm diet culture. I am. And 
I, I had to talk to one of my coaches who is really, who one of my coaches is nearly, you know, anti-diet. Yeah, will help me coach people with calories and macros, but she's just really rational. She's a very good thinker. Um, I just speak to her, I was like, are we like ruining the world by, you know, this program? She's like, no. And we talked about it. And I was like, I feel like I'm in that space in between where, you know, diet culture is ruining people. And I think if we look back to, if we could remove it from where it ever started, it'd be great. Because I think if no one ever dieted, they'd never really struggle with it. Or, never, you know, depending if they had any issues. But, you know, like I think myself, if I hadn't dieted when I was a teenager, I could probably have a much healthier relationship with food in my body now. But diet culture is there. And there are like charlatans out there, like roping people in with, with you know, crazy diets and quick transformations. And they're just trying to make a quick book. And I feel like we're saving people from that. So that kind of gave me a new purpose to what I'm doing. You know, like still there, I, I do see a lot of the anti-diet stuff and I take it on board and I see, and it's helped me improve my message and my tone, like tone of what I post. I don't do as many transformation pictures even though sometimes I'm like oh god look at the difference you made a year ago because it does pop up a lot on time up but and often I want to share it because I want to be like look how much life I lived in the last year and I managed to do it like it is possible if you don't restrict yourself too much um but you know people the, the idea I hear is that you know people don't look at the caption they're looking at the image so I try not to like sometimes I share my body and I try not to talk about I try not to talk if I do for a bikini picture I try not to say much about it because it's just like, this is me now. And like, I might look different in two months time and I don't want to comment on either. It's like, this is me now. This is me then. No big deal. Bodies look great. Um, and by the less I talk about it, I think the less, now people will still say, God, you look great here. And, you know, obviously I am doing it for ego sometimes. I'm like, God, I do look great in this picture, you know, like, and it's just Instagram. But I, it's a hard thing. Like I always show videos. I love watching myself doing with that. I love you know, feeling powerful and strong and fit and showing videos like that. And, but nobody online cares. Like I literally just watch, like it has 2000 views. I'd say 1900 are me. Um, and, you know, but I think my show, I post them anyway, because I think it's important that women see that. And only, if only like five women actually think, oh, cool. And like, that's still more valuable than a picture of me in a bikini. That has no value. That's like, buy a pool, go live my life. Yeah, that will get thousands more likes um, and it's just again I'm really aware it's like sex cells sexy body cell if they think oh she looks lean if you have a tiny bit of definition you know you're definitely going to get more likes and I, I do it as well if I like pictures like that and I'm like oh, I need to go like their other content too um, it's 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 a dilemma I play with but you know I always just try and feel like I'm doing it from the right place for me and not just my ego or not just like sales 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 because I mean, luckily, I'm kind of busy enough that I don't have to do hard sales normally. But I just want to help more people. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? And that's something that I've been thinking about as well. Is that I don't post, like, hardly any pictures of myself online, like, on my feed. I might reshare if I get tagged in, like you said, like, a Muay Thai class or something. Awesome, that looks fun. And that's, like, just a video of me training. Because there's a difference between, like, showing your body and, like, accentuating and highlighting it and, you know flexing online versus like avoiding as well like yeah. just not show myself at all but then I would like again you know that people are looking at you for your services they want to know like the person behind it and so I feel like I could be helping more people or reaching more people if I was to put myself out there more but how do I put myself out there without being like look at this sexy body online you know yeah, it is it's such wanna... a dilemma with Instagram and like your content is so good that it's unfortunate that you know 
a picture in a bikini is going to get liked more. And for me, it's not like if I'm like if I want them to see the good content, I feel like I need to just do the odd, you know, bikini purely for interaction to keep it involved. Um, like I have people following me for loads of different reasons now because I share, you know, like my books or like I do daily emails where I kind of put more of myself into, you know, maybe more educational. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to keep interaction up without selling out. I don't know. It's a hard thing. And I, I don't think there is an easy answer. Like, uh, I mean, it's so, especially for someone like yourself who's such valuable content, like sometimes I don't even bother anymore putting out like scientific content or evidence-based stuff because I get torn down by so many people that I'm like, okay, well, I don't have to do that. So I'm just gonna, like, I learned so, I learn so much every day. And I just keep it to myself. Or like, I'll obviously have to use it to help clients or, but I don't bother posting it online because if I say one thing wrong, there's, I have so many people waiting for me to screw up. Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay, just a bikini picture then. And I'm like, yeah. that's just easier. That's like, the thing, it's like a lot of pressure that comes with that. Yeah. Well. And knowing what it is that you want to promote, like that was my thing. Like, what am I even selling anymore? I don't yes. even know. So I, I used to work with a coaching team, and then I went self-employed. And I was like, cool. Now I can kind of promote whatever I want. I can help the type of people. Like, I don't have to work with someone if I don't want to. I can just help, you know, specific types of people. And I was like, what am I actually doing? Because again, I was having like a similar dilemma. Where I was thinking, you know, imagine I got to the end of my life and I had like grandkids and like oh what did you do as a career it's like I help people lose fat I'm like that's so shallow I'm like that's not what I want to do but I know that there's so much more to it than that and it means more to certain people yeah and I think like what is the purpose like why are people wanting to lose fat in the first place it's like right I want to feel better about myself I want to stop holding myself back from doing the things that I care about you know I want to see my potential it's like awesome so that's what you want and we're conditioned to think that comes when we've got a certain body, which you know, going through the literature isn't the case. So it's like, how can I help people who think they need fat loss yeah. to get the things that they want? And whether or not fat loss occurs is fine. Because again, I was like, I don't even want to talk about what it is. Like, I don't even want to promote fat loss whatsoever. But then I'm, I'm missing out on everyone who wants that. Exactly. The not. people who need it. Yeah. The people who need your coaching are the people who are looking for the fast transformation. So it's almost, it's almost like you need to trick them in. Um, and like, that's something I really struggled with at the start when I launched the Fitness Furnace because I was like, how do I go up against these transformations? And, you know, how do you say, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you actually won't lose that weight. And then obviously the person is oh, like, no, I need it. Yeah, exactly. So now luckily I've got so many testimonials. I try and share testimonials, you know, and I don't share their, I don't share their uh, measurements. Or, you know, and funny because you could look at the just the testimonials and you're like, God, this girl must have like completely changed her body if she loved it that much and her measurements might stay the same. And, you know, I, and I love that. Um, but it's, it's yeah, trying to market it to the people who don't realize they need it. It's, and, you know, maybe it is like you could go a little bit underhand, you know, like make it a sexy thing, but then get them in long enough to actually like, okay, but that's not actually what you need. Yeah, I, I'm fortunate enough now. So again, I'm like so bad at marketing. I'm surprised that I have it. Like I never like I, it's not even clear what I do half the time. Um, people think I'm a psychologist, and I know it's not that. You know, I don't even know what to call myself. Um, and luckily, I get people now like, because of the type of content that I share. They come to me and they're like, I realise I need to work on my relationship with food. 
I know that I need to improve my body image. I'm yeah. like, awesome. Like, they're already coming with that realization, which is like half of the work because yeah. someone who doesn't realize like what a hole they're in and, you know, what the exit first strategy is, it's very difficult to help show someone that because they need to like discover it on their own. Yeah, exactly. Well. I always say like the people that have, that needed the quick transformations, they went off and bought them. And now I feel like it's coming around. Yeah. Like now they're coming back to me. And now we're busy and like people are telling their friends, like, don't do that, you know, come here. So I think I'm glad I stuck with my morals and didn't, you know, start selling transformation pictures or transformation programs. And now it's like, okay, I just slow, I, I'm glad I stuck with the ethic. They're just slowly coming back and now I'm helping them and they're ready to be helped. Because that's the problem, you know, you might get someone in and say, no, don't actually want that. I need to look okay for this letting in three weeks time mm. and then you feel like a lot of resistance like coming up against that it's like well, I want to help you you need to get what you want but at the same time I don't want to do anything that I feel is like unhelpful and you know may actually make you worse if you've mm. got like disordered eating or whatever you know I don't want any involvement in um I guess facilitating that yeah. so that's like where the problem comes in but similar to you it's like well you know I know what I care about and what I think is like right wrong and that's the other thing actually as well as I was sort of having a dilemma it's like why don't I want people to be concerned about how they look like what if someone came to me and we worked on their relationship through worked on their relationship with their body and then they still wanted to diet I was like would I be okay with that I was thinking, well, even though that's not something that I would think is like important to me, doesn't matter. Like it's what yeah. that person wants. If there's no, if it's not harmful because they've done the internal work, then yeah, I can help with that. There's not a problem. There. Yeah, I mean that's something. I mean, I definitely like at the moment. I aim to kind of stay in a deficit a little bit if it suits me. Like I'm really just living life, you know. And but I'm also like, God, I can actually stay in a deficit here. I do find it easier because my activity is really high now and I do make an effort to kind of get it and walk more than I did last year. Um, and I find it easy to, like, I can, I can diet on high calories. Um, but then I do question myself. Like, I, I really enjoy myself the weekends. Like, I'll get my pizza, I'll diet drinking. Like, it's great. And I'll eat really healthy during the week in terms of, like, actual health. And we've got to actually have stuff craft it and you know get some vegetables and then but it might come to a case say like on Wednesday afternoon you know because it is Wednesday and where I would think oh what I have and I might check my calories and then I'm like oh, that, is that healthy behavior you know is that should I listen to my my gut and what I actually want or but then I don't I don't really let myself go like I never limit myself I, I wouldn't go home and not have my ice cream at the end of the night because I had gone over my calories. Um, but keeping an eye on it has just made me, and I, I always, I'm at a point where I'm happy. You know, like I'm never gonna be as tiny. I was 15 kilos or maybe 12 kilos lighter than I am now when I was on stage. Um, but at the moment I'm like, no, you're just, you're tall girl. Like you can wear a size 10 to 12, it's fine. No one wants to be, or sorry, I didn't want to be an eight on the way down. When I was losing weight in prep, I had the same pair of jeans and I kept buying them in smaller sizes. And I was like, I remember going from temple, oh, didn't actually want to be that small. But then being so upset when I had to go back to the tent, like which is ridiculous now. I was like, oh, geez, I'd love to go into a tent. Um, but this is all society things that are still ingrained in my head. And I have to kind of question that all the time. Like I'll journal, I journal a lot, I don't have time to do it. You know, like I will have those thoughts sometimes after even after a big weekend where I'm like, oh God, you know, like. No wonder you're single. You're, single. You're, you're, you know, you're unattractive. You've got, you know, all these things. And I write it down, and I'm like, it's ridiculous. 
like, do you think if you were two pounds lighter, you wouldn't be single? Or do you think that, you know, like, I'm questioning those thoughts. Like, okay, so then it stops me being restrictive. And that's the whole thing I always want me and my, or, and my clients to do is like, just stop restricting yourself too much. And then you'll actually find that you can trust your body a bit not to overeat and you'll actually find a nice set point. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like most people just want that kind of balance. You know, mm. yeah, they want to feel decent about how they look, but not if it comes at the cost of never going out, never having fun with your friends. You know, always being um, focused on food, thinking about it, worried about the next meal or whatever. Like, is that lifestyle really going to make you happy? And is that really worth it to you? And as mm. you say, thinking like those thoughts will come up from time to time, especially if you've thought that way for a long time in the past. And that's normal. There's nothing inherently wrong with the thoughts themselves, but more so how you relate to those thoughts. Yeah. Like, you know, are you gonna buy into that thought and let it control what you do? Or are you gonna challenge it as you do with your journaling and ask yourself, you know, really, is this true? And I think seeing it in black and white, you're yeah. like, I don't know, yeah, I'm not so confused. Yeah, especially like a few days later in a back bunk. <laughs> Do you remember I was trying to like restrict myself again for no reason? But I think that helping people like through that themselves, because it can be something that's really difficult to identify within yourself. And you sort of touched on that before. Yes, as well. and I remember what I was going to say, because now coming out of lockdown with a lot of clients, you know, they've obviously got done really well while they've been not going out and they're like, how am I going to handle socializing? And like especially if they've gotten to a point where they're, they're kind of ha- like they've done 12 weeks and they're really happy with themselves and great relationship with food and I'm like okay well you know be just be really maybe shift your goals a bit you know like think about what's really important to you over the next few months you know you've been out you have no social occasions so maybe social occasions are the most important thing to you, for you if you can do fat loss alongside it amazing if not at least you have the tools and knowledge so then you know maybe going into the winter you, if you have put on a little bit of weight you know what to do to bring it back down again. I just would hate to see them say no to everything that's been, you know, taken away from them for so long. Um, and it's just kind of, again, shifting awareness because they, they'll have the social occasions either way. Like if you tell them, I don't think I'm not that kind of coach, but if you strictly tell them, you know, that you have 60 calories, they're not going to. So it's when you're like, okay, just enjoy it. And again, journal, like there'll be weekends where they might go mad and eat loads and, you know, maybe fall into bad habits like that. And I'm like, just journal on it, you know, and they might realize, okay, the Saturday was fun with my family, but I really didn't eat all the pizza and chips on Sunday. Like that didn't make me feel good. So the next weekend they might go out. Then on the Sunday, they're like, no, I remember I journaled about that. I didn't eat it. And it's a lot like, that's a learning process. And it takes a long time to get, to learn to trust yourself. And But I, you know, that's what I'm trying to instill in my clients. Because that's what I realized myself. It's like, when you just don't care as much yes trick. that's exactly it and actually that's like when it comes to body image like one of the like the biggest um predictors of say like body image dissatisfaction is overvaluation of weight and shape so when it's a really important part of who you are so actually emphasizing like other aspects of your life like the things that you care about like your social life bringing those things back into focus is really important because it's very easy for those things to get crowded out when you're you know super hyper focused on how you look Mm -hmm. and you mentioned something that's really important how like your priorities and your values can shift over time and we need to be able to be flexible and adaptable to and have the self-awareness to recognize what's really important to me right now yeah is focusing on losing a few extra pounds really going to make a difference in my life or as you say i'm coming out of lockdown i'm excited that the gym's back open again you know 
do I really want to focus on socializing and seeing my friends I haven't been able to see before? One of the problems that a lot of my clients are experiencing is actually anxiety about going back to the gym mm. because they feel like they're going to be judged for how their lockdown yes. body Yes, I'm hearing that a lot as well. Yeah. I actually saw something online yesterday and it was a meme, like it was a joke, but I actually was like, that's an issue. It was um it was a, a guy, you know, like a guy being excited about the gym being open, but then on the other shoulder being like, but the pubs and restaurants are open too. And I'm like, that doesn't have to be disjoint. Like you can do both. Like you can go to the gym, feel fit and healthy, and also enjoy your social life. Like I'm, I feel like that's my message in life. It's like you can be fit and healthy and also have fun. Um, and you know, people think that we all or nothing. Like oh, gyms are have to start a diet. You don't. You know, you can obviously improve, make improvements to your nutrition in ways, but it doesn't mean you have to cut out everything. Just about you know being clear on what you what your goals are and values are. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point that you can improve your health without dieting. Yeah. And actually, I think if you're not having fun, you're probably not healthy. It yeah. depends on you know what you view health as. And I don't really know why we put physical health, physical fitness, or even physical appearance on a pedestal when we're not thinking about all of the other things that influence how healthy someone is yeah. or someone's quality of life. And again, just how they feel day to day. You know, and maybe prioritizing that can be the healthiest thing for someone. You know, yeah. at, at I mean, I think it's because we've always been instilled that losing weight is healthy. Yeah, and that's a big it's like, something to celebrate. Yeah, and uh, the other day, my friend was like, "What's the healthiest thing to have here?" And I was like, "What do you mean by healthy? Like healthiest? I'd be like salmon, uh, avocado, seeds. You know, lots of carbs for energy." And then I, but I, I knew she meant low, you know, low calorie. Like, I don't know, toast, you know, like, um, and, and you know, some people just don't see that difference, and that's really one thing I like to like. I'm, I'm always saying I hate avocado because I'm like, it just doesn't taste nice, it's really high calories, and I just hate that people think it's low, you know, they're you know, having it because they won't have cereal, you know, like that kind of. I just want to have people have awareness around those kind of things, um, but yeah, I wrote an email about that the other day, I'm like, you know, losing weight is stress on the body, you know, depending on where starting point and everything, but. You know, we kind of have to consider that going the more like being in a deficit of stress and you need to kind of manage that, like do do it being in a, a, a least stressful position as possible. Like that's I think that's come back comes back to what I actually want. That's my purpose, is like just have everyone less stressed. Yeah, yeah. And I think knowing what your intentions are behind dieting, like if you decide to diet, you know, is there an appropriate time? Are your stress levels low? And also what do you think you'll get out of it? Because when people go into a diet with the intention that, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to have more confidence or I'm going to get more clients, it's like, you really need to check your expectations. And if that's what you want, are there other ways of yeah. getting those same things that don't involve dieting? Is there a name for that? Have you read that book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind? No, I've heard I love it. it. I love it. I think it just, just confirms all my life choices. Um, <laughs> but he talks about uh, goal setting and really you know obviously drilling down on why you want it and you know for example I used to always be like oh I want to take my I want to win the lotto why because I want to take my family away on an amazing trip why because I really like spending time with my family when we don't work okay well then in the meantime before you win the lotto or before you earn that much money maybe in the meantime just go and spend some time with your family instead of like working your ass off to do it when you're like like see what does that goal mean in terms of values and just work on that. You know, for me, I always thought I, you know, wanted to, I should be rich so that I could travel the world. But I was like, oh, hold on, I can actually travel without being rich. So then, like, it just changes your goals then. Um, but just kind of looking at drilling down on any goal and like 
why do you want to lose weight? You're like, oh, because I want to be sexy. Like, okay, well, you know, you can be sexy without losing any weight. Like, you just have to shift your perception of yourself or, like, you know, work on other things, work on your mental health, work on self love. It's, you know, those extra five pounds are not going to make any difference. You know, if anything, you might just spiral into something else. Yeah, you stop going out. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what happened to me. I got into the best shape of my life and then was like, not going out. How do I show this off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I like what you said about like, you know, having the goal of being rich so that you can do these things. It's like, oh, okay. So actually, the values underpinning that goal are like connection with my family, you know, or generosity and, and things like that. Just so, fun like, with your friends. Yeah, like, okay, but you can do that without slowly, yeah. you know? So why go to the length of trying to make yourself rich, which isn't that easy, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to do these things if you can do them. In yeah, a, especially if you're way. sacrificing values, if you're not spending time with your family because you're yeah, trying to earn money. Yeah, because you make money. Yeah, and I, I see that a lot. You know, people are trying to aim for goals that they don't even know why they have them. And yeah. like, that's, they need to drill down on it. And I think it's particularly relevant for us, like working in the health and fitness industry and helping people, you know, change their bodies is that we're so conditioned to think that this is the answer to, you know, the things that we're seeking. And that I think gives us a bit of like responsibility to again, raise awareness of, yeah, like you can go for these things if you want, that's absolutely fine. But you need to understand why you're doing it and you need to take consideration for how you're doing it. And also not forget about all the other things that are important to you. And then as you say, you might find out that at the end of the day, you think about, oh, it's not that important to me anymore. And then on to the next thing. You know, it's, when I think of that, I'm like, when I try and post something online, I try and put so much context. Behind. Like I might just, put, even if I put a picture, I don't know, because obviously I share a lot online. But if I shared something going, oh, I feel great today, I'd have to be like, but this is because I've really enjoyed my food and it's because I've gone from through this, this, and, you know, like I can't put that much context in everything. So it's really difficult to kind of create content that's short and snappy without, you know, putting so much context because people, and, and then I get criticized for everything. So it's, just again back to the bikini pictures <laughs> yeah that's the thing isn't it i think you're going to get criticized either way so yeah. it's just about like what are my intentions behind this and do i feel good you know is this coming from a good place like, mm, cool. exactly if i say something wrong like me if i put an image of myself that maybe i should have chosen a different image for that funny image of that. okay fine like i'm not going to internalize that because i recognize that that wasn't my intention behind it so yeah. now i can just change that image cool no you know no problem yeah, I actually had a bit of a, a war of words today online, which I never normally get into, but so Sinead shared a book, like my friend Sinead shared a, a again, she's so much easier to share, for her to share a bikini picture, get loads of interaction. She shared a picture of a book that she thought was brilliant, surrounded by idiots, it really helped our relationship, have you read it? No, but I want to. You know, it, it, it's a re, it breaks people down into four category types, which is obviously like, you know, not exact science, but like it's just really helpful for kind of noticing and um, personality traits and how to deal with them and me and Sinead have been brilliant because we live together and we're so different um and she shared it yesterday it was like this is a really helpful book you know I would recommend it's helped my relationship with my mom and my friends uh, and then like a girl comes like look I really like your content but this book is not evidence-based um coming from someone with seven in, my, in their seventh year of psychology study and like I saw that and I got triggered because Sinead is like genuinely just wants to help people just wants people to read just wants but she often gets shut down because she didn't do a degree so it's funny like I like the, the comment wasn't that bad it was kind of un- it's just unnecessary like it was just like why did you bother like you didn't say that when she was sharing the spiritual book um and I kind of I was like look stop giving her shit for not having a degree and it's just like there's no context anyway and I didn't like myself for me to get involved normally and some people say stuff online but it's just the context I mean you don't know 
what you're saying when you say something online. You don't know that she's upset that she doesn't have a degree or that she wants to help people and is being held back by that. And like your comment, I know it was only fleeting. And then, you know, she obviously said, I overreacted. And I was like, oh God, I hate the internet. <sighs> That's actually something that is kind of, I guess, close to my heart because I don't have a degree in, say, psychology and I talk about psychology mm. a lot. And obviously there's a lot of, you've got to be really careful what you yes. say around that because I'm not helping people with like mental illness. Yes. You know, I'm not working, I'm working with non-clinical populations and I'm like, I try to be very clear about that. And also I need to make sure that I, understand what I'm saying you yeah. know um and yeah like my degree's in law and I'm a registered nutritionist so that's you know that's my background but I've had like conversations with other psychologists and I will ask them about you know just kind of like reassure that I'm doing the right thing um but at the same time I have to be open to be like cool you know I know that my perspective is only going to be like very limited mm -hmm. and maybe I will interpret things wrong. So I yeah. need to be open to hearing um, feedback, other suggestions mm -hmm. and collaborating with other people to gain a better understanding. Yeah. And I feel like, like that's the way that I've managed to work around that is because that's all I've been like going back and forth to, I go and get a degree in this, you know, and I, I, really, I, have like, I, I applied for a degree in psychology because I say I love psychology. Yeah. Like I just, all I do is like read psychology books and I, I think I decided I want to do a degree in psychology before I had read, I think I'd only read like one book. It's like, okay, I'm going to study psychology next because I studied maths originally. And then someone was like, maybe just read some more books before you decide. And like read more and more and more. I was like, yeah, love it. Like, it's so fascinating. Like, I always, I think I do think mental health is more important mm -hmm. than physical health. Um, but, and it's, it's something, obviously, I want to share everything I've learned, but I, I'm very aware, like I said, I'm very aware that, completely outside of my scope of practice so I kind of share ideas and how something I might have related to and always you know I'm, I'm always like with a disclaimer and yet still you know I will get criticism and but if it's if it's constructive it's really helpful like if someone said oh if you thought that book was good maybe read this because I love reading two conflicting books at the same time I'm like oh god yeah and then I realize that nothing is, is, is gospel and um, but yeah like always learning but then oh yeah I kind of looked took a realistic look on studying the, the degree and it's like the hours involved and when I'm traveling so much I'm like do I need it for what I want to do and That's I'm like exactly what I, I don't know if yeah. I do like I yeah. don't have the risk or not risk but the effort will, will you know effort or give the reward and um, like I, I do you have a mindset section of my program and it's just basic things like suggesting a little bit of meditation and you know it's, it's nothing obviously. I'm never going to be counselling someone or anything like that. Um, I don't even talk to them about it. Like, it's just like, here's an idea. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I'm, now, I'm not an expert in anything, though. And I'd love to be an expert in something, you know, even nutrition. I'm like, oh, that, you know, I help people with fat loss or, you know, help their relationship with, like, calories and all that. But, you know, anything kind of special, like, oh, refer out, refer out, um, which is fine. Like, I'm busy enough that I'm not, like, desperate to help, I you know, stick to what I know. But at the same time, I don't feel expert in anything. You know, someone was like, oh, why don't you start your own podcast? I'm like, what would I talk about? <laughs> you know, I just, I just know a little bit about everything. And that's because I'm so curious about different things. Sometimes I think that is, can be even more helpful like when you consider what you're trying to help people with. Like the more you specialise, the, yeah. like the um, smaller the applicability of that additional knowledge. Yeah, yeah. It's like, actually, I'd probably be better off having a better understanding of this, this, and this, rather yeah. than knowing everything about nutrition, for example. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, if someone just wants to lose a little bit of fat, you don't have to, you don't need to know much. Yeah, that's what I'm actually studying. I'm, I'm doing um, 
the muscle mentors for them. Oh, yeah. So they have some online stuff. Like I was like, I just need to start learning. Like, I want to get back to learning more of the exercise. Like, I obviously focus on that nutrition and psychology. And I'm like learning all the, the physics again on like force angles and moment arms, which I, you know, like brings me back to my school exams. Um, and I find it interesting. Like, so I, I keep studying, studying it, but I'm like, for what I do, I'm, like, I'm probably not going to use this ever. I don't think I use it for my own training, maybe. Or like, I just think it's really good to understand the body and it works properly and not just tell someone to go squat. Mm. But like for the majority of people that I work with, like they really just need some sort of movement and support with their nutrition. Exactly. And I, I used to spend so much money on like mentorships, qualifications, conferences, like going around the world to go to different conferences. And I was like, yeah, this knowledge is fun and it's interesting, but it, I'm not going to do anything with it. Mm. So I came, became a little bit like disillusioned with the idea of like, I was like, oh, I'm interested in learning more, but for what purpose? Just yeah. to learn more? Like why? Yeah. That's not gonna do it. If it sits in my head, what's the point in that? Um, and that's when I started branching out and thinking about, okay, what is someone struggling with? Can I find a solution to this? And only knowing what I need to know. Yeah. And that I feel like I've been able to help way more people and mm. to help with the type of problems that I want to help with you know yeah. and ultimately that's kind of where the I think is the shortfall of the fitness industry is that we are so focused on just things that are pretty insignificant yeah, you know? yeah. which isn't a problem in and of itself but it's a problem when it crowds out the other important knowledge I know that's when people helpful. think my stuff is groundbreaking and I'm like I just saw you a calorie deficit you know, that's the kind of stuff that coaches should be explaining to you and not just giving you a meal plan and mm. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I do think it, it is very over It's overly complicated unnecessarily a lot of the time. And it's sometimes, strange. yeah, I feel like we're just selling knowledge to sell knowledge because it makes us feel good. Like, yeah. Look at how smart I am. I can tell you all of this. Like, I know. Yeah, but what does that do to someone? And they're like, nothing. I, I drip feed my the nutrition stuff to them, you know, like talking about just, you know, some healthy habits and calories and protein and, you know, then carbs and fats. And But even at that stage, I'm like, here's you know like here's what might work for you but like if you're just getting on well with just calories and high protein and you know you're not going too low on either that's okay and then it builds on that like they just to give them value and then talk about like you know uh, carb manipulation around meals or like rest days and everything but most like 99% of the clients I'm like you don't need to do that though yeah, yeah, like it's just I need to just give you more information because I have it. And <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, I used to. Um, I could. I saw myself like doing that with people, and I was like, yeah, let's talk about um, protein timing, like the leucine thresholds, and all the rest of it. I was like, I don't actually think this person cares. Like, I'm trying to add more value, but it's not valuable to that yeah, person. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. It's not actually doing anything. Yeah. And I was like, what am I noticing? This person isn't satisfied with how they look, or this person is very critical of themselves. I'm like. Maybe I would be able to add more value if I could help them with those things as well. And I started like thinking more broadly. That's why I'm now confused as to what I do. I'm just like, huh, you know, again, like, yeah, there's probably a, a physique transformation along the way, but actually what people want is often like far more comprehensive than that. It's like a complete like mindset shift. And the more you can know about the psychological variables and how we can manipulate them and improve them. Like, I think that goes such a long way, and that's mostly what people are looking for. And in general, just in my experience with the type of people that I work with, that's what they want, but they don't know that it's available mm. because we, we're not aware. You know, if you think about again, you're, you're aware that oh, there's loads of great coaches out there, but actually, we've probably got like our own echo chambers going yeah. on, and you forget the influences that other people are under. It's like, oh, shit, it's still not there's that still people doing, yeah. you know 
juicy toxism. Like I still even here in Bali, like you see all the bullshit. Like, oh. There's a girl at training. I was like, oh, I see you later this week. She's like, oh no, I'm, I won't be able to train. I'm, I'm doing a juicy detox. I was like, why? Sounds terrible. She's like, oh, you just need to lose a bit of weight. And I, I, I like, don't be angry. You can bite your tongue. Try and explain how that doesn't need to. And uh, whatever the person who sold her better actually then there was a girl who i do know better who i was able to like she was like i'm thinking i'm gonna do a juice tea so i was like why and she's like i just haven't been eating well like mm-hmm. i just feel like i need to like give my body some love but like, okay, you can you can definitely have more nutrients and juices are great but you don't need to cut out eating like you can put loads of nutrients in your body and still have the nice things you might even find that you don't want as many things if you're having loads of vegetables and fruits and you know nutrient dense food and um, so you know again that was like groundbreaking for her oh yeah that's the way I kind of, you know, I'm like, what adding in things, you yeah. know, and, you know, restricting. I think there's a lot of, again, relevance to, to coaching is that you need to understand where someone's at. Yeah. So, oh, okay, this, this is what you're currently thinking, this is what you want. And, you know, how can we think about that? You know, what does that mean for you? What do you really need? Knowing that everyone has like a different baseline level of knowledge and, you know, different experiences, which again, like, influence what they're prone to do. It's just so easy to forget that oh people don't think the same way as you. Or yeah, why, you know? yeah, that's my context. Like, you know, I always think that everyone that's following me either knows me, yeah, or so, hey, knows, yeah, yeah. And I still get it. You know, people will still say, you know, just simple questions. I'm like, oh, I've been chatting about this for years, and I'm like, obviously they get new eyes on me every day, and you know, obviously now people don't see everything. Um, but then I'm like, okay, well, I can keep sharing. It kind of gives me motivation yeah. to still share, even when I'm getting criticized from all angles. I'm like, well, you know, if it helps a couple of people, exactly. it's worth it. That's worth it. That's the whole point of the journey, isn't it? So we've spoken a lot about books. Um, what are you reading at the moment? What am I reading? Oh, um, The Body by Bill Bryson. I want to read that, yeah. So it's great. It's just like a biology yeah. lesson. No, it's kind of a lighthearted, like, you know, like, it's, 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 it's well written. Like, I think they're not much pages. And it's literally just broken down, like, mouth, eyes, hair, skin. I'm kind of just explaining it so it's again something that I probably haven't known since school like it's just I'm like oh this is nice to know and um, I'm reading Surrounded by Idiots loving it like again don't take anything as gospel like any book I'm like what I recommend I said like I agree with absolutely everything in it um what else am I reading I'm listening to Mating in Captivity which is all about relationships and improving sex which is operate when you're single again um but it's, it's a good book if you're in a relationship it's worth listening to um and yeah i was reading other books on my kindle for a lot um what's next i feel like i need to read a business book I, like, this is going really well and i feel like i should be like being more proactive or coming up with ideas so what's next up like i think um, like, what do you think is there? like the best book i read in 20 20 it's called the extraordinary mind right maybe i should have that then. i read the irrational eight recently i don't know it's like the, you'll love that one yeah you will that like my friend was like i think you like this hadn't heard of it listen to it i was like I, you know when i was trying to sound like pro back or anything i was like mm-hmm. you just need to listen to this podcast or don't podcast to this book i listened to it but like i was like oh i wish i bought the hard copy yeah. i might see if it's not media. <laughs> yeah no well i see it's, it's an irish author i think it's only released recently nice. so it might not be um might not be on top of media yet. It's definitely on Amazon, and it's called Good Thinking in America. They, oh, okay. <laughs> he was so my friend interviewed him for his podcast, and they're like, oh, I can't say it, actually. Bad myself. Anyway, um, yeah, it's called Good Thinking in America. Mm-hmm. Listen to the a need to read podcast if you want to hear more. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, I think that's probably a good place to, to wrap it up. 
Um, so is there anything else you wanted to add? God, no, I feel like I just talked a lot there. So sorry if you're sick of my voice. My voice isn't even working. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's a really helpful conversation. I really, I think it's important to, again, raise awareness of like the types of things that even we go through, like the thoughts that we have. Yeah, I can't like, to share this. We, yeah, how do we get like the, the message across in a way that meets people where they're at, but also cause me harm and can you even do that? And yeah, yeah, like yeah all yeah. The, the thoughts behind that. But it's been really interesting to hear about your journey and you know the way that you've been conducting your business and clearly it's going really well and you're helping a lot of people. So yeah, thank you for sharing. That. Thank you for having me on. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, feel free to share on Instagram and tag me at Shannonbeer underscore. Check out the show notes to learn more about today's guest. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.